I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, what's going on, Leftover members, Patreon members? Thank you guys so much for subscribing to the Patreon. Um, We have a very, very important guest today. Chefing with D, Nella, in the building. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for for taking the time to talk to us, especially about something as important as this. Um, first of all, do you, did you hear about postpartum depression before having a child? Like, I mean, growing up or anything like that? No, not really. It wasn't something that um, was really talked about, and I kind of just had to figure it out myself. Yeah. Nobody told me that, you know, once I had my baby... I was going to be super depressed <laughs> for weeks, wow. if not months afterwards. So wow. it how, was how long did it last? Um, honestly, a couple months, I would say. Yeah. Wow. Months. That's great. The longest I've heard is like three years for some, for some mothers. Um, I didn't know, first of all, that it could last that long. I didn't know what this was until, uh, there was an insecure. Do you watch insecure? I do. I'm not caught up on the most recent season, though. I'm slacking. Okay. I, I'm going to give you a little, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but it's not. No, 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 no. It's not a crazy spoiler alert. Don't worry. It's not, it's nothing like that's going to be like, whoa, like it's, trust me, it, it's fine. Um, but there was a character on there that had a, a child and then there was an episode where she just kept disappearing and like nobody could find her. No one could get in contact with her. And they found her eventually um, in a hotel. So, like, a lot of people, especially men, what they gathered from it was that she was cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of women came forth and said, yo, this seems like postpartum. Because there were moments where before, especially before having the child, she was questioning, you know, was she going to be a good enough mother and things like that. And then when the baby came um she she didn't feel right holding the baby sometimes like uh you can tell she kind of missed her old life her old body did you go through any of those things oh yeah a hundred percent um definitely missing your old body that's a huge thing because your body goes through so many changes and it's not just the physical aspects about it like you know yeah i looked great before i had a kid no stretch marks you know i was slimmer but it's, it's not even that. It's just emotionally, you're on a roller coaster constantly. Like, your mood is up and down. You cry a lot. You're just super wow. depressed. And it's like, people around you might not understand what they're going through, especially when it comes to, like, you know, men and partners. And they might think yeah. that, like, you know, if you sleep all day and they come home from work and, you know, you're just, you look a mess that you're lazy and you don't want to do anything. When in reality, it's like, soul crushing inside at times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um and like you bring up a partner. Was there anything a partner can do in that situation to help? Like to just to help alleviate some of that or 
to uh honestly yeah like just you know being supportive um saying to you know your wife or baby mother whatever like hey do you need a couple hours for yourself do you want me to take the baby do you want to go for a walk yeah. like sometimes you just feel like you need space and you know to some people that may not have children or understand or someone that hasn't gone through it it might sound really selfish like oh you just had a baby and you're saying that you need space but no like we really do need time for ourselves well yeah well if you think about it you haven't had at least 10 months by yourself you know what i mean like uh you guys are going through a lot before even having the child i know i've spoken to some moms who said they had pregnancy depression which is like if you've if you're hit with that (laughs) and then you get postpartum after that i can't imagine you know what i mean um the type of mental turmoil that must be um yeah and did you suffer from any sort of like depression or anything before this or was this like a brand new thing to you i did um suffer from depression previous to getting pregnant but i feel like once i got pregnant it was 10 times worse wow and then um after having my daughter and you know going through postpartum i developed really bad anxiety mm. so that was like that on top of, you know, having depression was really, really difficult for me. Like I would have panic attacks all the time and I, I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't know how to explain it to my partner at the time, what I was going through because I didn't want to be, you know, labeled and stigmatized as crazy. So I just kind of like keep it to myself, but I literally felt like I was dying on the inside. And do you think that keeping it to yourself was hurting more than it was helping? Oh, most definitely. I wish that, looking back now, I wish that there were resources for me to turn to. Maybe there were, but I wasn't aware of it at the time. And I was also feeling, you know, very embarrassed about how I was feeling because, you know, people think that when you have a child, it's supposed to be the happiest time of your life. It's all rainbow sunshine and you have to be a Pinterest mom 24-7. That's not the reality of it. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Definitely. Especially if, you know, you're going through other things in your life on top of having a baby, it can be extremely difficult. Yeah, of course, outside factors, like that's the other thing people don't really take in. They think that because now the baby's your world, that all problems must come through the baby. When you could have relatives that are sick or a job that's just not working out or whatever the case may be. Um, Mm -hmm. All those things piling together and you're a brand new mother, like... It, it, I could imagine that being very difficult. Like, I, I could imagine even just some sort of mental health issue with the fact that it's your first child. You're raising a human. You know what I mean? Like, this is the most important job you probably are ever going to face. And a lot of people get anxiety when it's a job that's lesser. Like, it's just a career thing. I, I know I've had times where I've had to do uh, shows or whatnot, and the anxiety that I would feel like, oh, I got to do well, I got to do well. So if you amplify that times 5 million for a child that you're raising all the time, like that's going to have, especially for the woman with no support system, like woman with no partners or a partner that's not really there, they're just there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So you didn't find out any uh, assistance from healthcare professionals during that time like no no doctors pointed out anything that could help post baby 
Um, no, they didn't really talk to me about any of that, actually. Not even, you know, like my gynecologist, when I would go for my checkups, it, he never mentioned anything to me. Wow. Um, which I feel like doctors should. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's definitely an important part of coming into motherhood. And, you know, back to the anxiety, like that's something that can really stick with you because it's stuck with me for years now. I mean... Before having my daughter, like, yeah, maybe I would get a little anxious here and there. But I found that after having her, anxiety came to me in, like, a whole new way and a whole new light. And then I really began to, like, understand what it was and, you know, see how it was affecting me. It still affects me. Like, mm. it's crazy. Wow. And it's, it's a bit, it's a bit you know, um, disheartening because... I've gone to my doctor and, you know, talked to them about, hey, you know, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. Um, you know, I have anxiety now. And all they want to do is write you a prescription and be like, okay, well, here, take this. And, do you and then, you know, sorry. you're taking something that's probably not even going to help you feel better. You're just going to feel like a zombie or it's just going to make you more depressed. Wow. So just they just subscribe things to prescribe things to dull your emotions, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. It wasn't even a conversation of, oh, well, you know, uh, do you want to see a therapist? Is everything okay? Like, yeah. they just, no, prescription pad here, take this. It's like wow. putting a band-aid over a gunshot wound. Yeah. And do you feel like that had anything to do with race? Because I know that there's a, a common misconception in the medical field um, for hundreds of years now. Um, when it comes to the black woman and what she can endure and what she can uh, take. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They definitely feel like, you know, because we're black women, we're supposed to be strong all the time. And I hate I hate that stigma and that stereotype that, you know, we're, we're made for this. We're made for abuse or we're made for uh, depression or just made to, you know, go through really difficult things in life. And it's okay because we're, we're black women and we're tough. We'll get over it. Like it's a backhanded compliment in a sense. It is. It really is. It's very dismissive. Yeah, it's dismissive, and I feel like it's almost insulting to someone's intelligence to just be like, "Yeah, I'm throwing all this shit at you because I feel like you can take it." Like, and to treat every situation the same as if it black women are a monolith is is crazy. Like they're. There are women who have lower pain tolerances, higher pain tolerance. Like you can go through the different variables. Where it's like, how can you treat this the same across the board? And we see it a lot um, with black women, especially black women who are pregnant. Um, like this, the whole reason I even started really looking into this was a CP24 post on a news report of a woman who stabbed her four-month-old and, and four-year-old. And I was just like, I don't, un like, I don't understand how this could happen, right? And um, in posting about postpartum, um, postpartum depression, a lot of women said the same, had the same sentiment, said that, you know, there were times where they resented their baby or felt the need to even harm the baby at certain points. And like, obviously, that's not something that they wanted to do. It was this, this PPD that was just kicking in and, and influencing their thoughts in negative ways. And the fact that that... Something like that could get to that point. It feels almost like a disservice that it's not a part of sexual education or like oh. 
like you said, your doctor wasn't telling you about it or warning you or giving you any forewarning that this could happen. Like, how do you None feel like they need to change that? When would you have liked to known? have known? Would you have liked to know before? Um, during? Yeah, I would have loved to know, you know, before. That should have been a part of the conversation. Like, hey, you know, once you have the baby, your body's going to continue to go through changes, your attitude, your mood, um, your thoughts, everything might be affected. And it's crazy because the same doctor that delivered my daughter delivered me and my younger brother. Oh, wow. So he's been around for a very long time. And he should I, know better. He should know better. And he was a black man. Mm. That makes so it even worse. So I feel like as, as a black woman, he could have looked out for me a bit more and did his due, his due diligence just, just a bit more, you know, to yeah. say, hey, I've known you pretty much all your life. I delivered you. This is what's going to happen to you. That's amazing that you even got the doctor that delivered you to deliver your child. That's crazy. I know, right? Uh, did you ever speak to your mom about it? Like, did, especially during that time, like, did your mom ever say like, yeah, I went through this too. It's like a hereditary thing or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did talk to her about it and she did, you know, um, tell me this is, this is a part of it. You're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. My mom was, uh, very supportive and helpful like even after i had my daughter i had my own place but i decided to go and stay with my mom for a while mm -hmm. right after having her because i just really needed that support i was really tired i had a very rough pregnancy it was also high risk so i i really needed i really needed rest and i needed to feel like you know safe and assured and i needed to be surrounded by loved ones that were supportive and i think going back to what you asked you know what a partner can do. It's also what family and friends can do as well. Like, yeah. you know, be there for the person, be supportive. Don't be judgmental. Like, you know, and you give them a break. Yeah. You touch on something very, very interesting there because I, there is a trend I notice when women do become pregnant or when they, um, even just have the child, especially if they were a part of a lifestyle before that was very fast paced. And mm -hmm. they had a lot of friends that were joining in that fast-paced uh, lifestyle. Once you become oh, yeah. pregnant, all those people seem to continue the fast pace and just, like, think that they you don't want to be a part of it or hear it or, you know what I mean? And they, sh they, they seem to shy away from the pregnant woman. Did you experience any of that? And do you think that that played a factor? Um, I've definitely seen that. Um, I mean... For the most part, the friends that um, I have in my life, they weren't really into like, you know, going out and into the fast paced lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But I can definitely say I've heard other women complain about that. Like, you know, they got pregnant and then all their friends disappeared. Yep. And they also feel like, you know, more resentment towards people because uh -huh. it's like, it's such a fragile time. Like, you know, I really need you yeah. right now in these moments. So I actually have a friend that's pregnant right now. So I'm about to be an auntie, hey. which I'm really excited about. That's and, you know, song. she's going through the motions and she's going through everything. And I just try to be there for her as much as I can and tell her, like, you know, everything's going to be okay. This is These are the types of changes that your body's going to be going through. Like, I let her vent to me a lot. I listen. Like, I let her get things off her chest because it's a... 
as much as it's a joyous time, it's also very scary and very confusing because no matter how much money or support you have, you're never going to feel like you're truly ready to have a child. You're always going to, you know, have yeah. fear and doubt whether you are vocal about it or not. Yeah. So knowing that there's people that are going to, you know, be there for you and support you and be there for the baby, it, it makes a whole world of difference. Definitely. Definitely. And I feel like it's ironic that people would think that you don't need them as much when you're pregnant. Like, I feel like you need your friends' support and your family support even more during that time than before. And um, I think a part of the problem, realistically, like, is that a lot of people do not know this exists. They do not know that this is a thing. And even if they do, they might think that it's like a two-week thing. Like, they don't think that it's something that's that serious. Um mm-hmm. And, like, going back to what you said about, like, you know, friends that, like, just don't necessarily show up anymore. When it comes to resenting the baby, that, th- those things play a factor. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's your, your old life that you're missing a lot of the times that can play into that role where it gets to a place of resentment over your child. When, realistically, it's the friends that are doing that. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily your, yeah. your baby's fault. They could still be a part of your life uh, tenfold. They just choose not to. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is a lot, man. This is. I really feel like it's something that needs to be taught in schools. It's way too It should important. be, 100%. They never spoke about that in sex education. And it's like you guys can talk about everything, every position. You can talk about childbirth and all of that, but why is nobody talking about postpartum depression? Like, this is a real thing. This is something that women are going through every single day. They are suffering. It's silent. Yeah. I'd rather learn that than where the fallopian tubes are. Like, that's not... I'm sorry. That's not going to help me, (laughs) especially as a man. Like, I feel like almost sex ed should be separated by gender to speak on what each role is almost, you know what I mean? Or even if you got to put them together, like make sure you cover everything. Sex ed seemed like some small unit as a, in a part of my physical education class that was mm-hmm. like a month long. Um, <clears throat> the teacher looked like they were dying to go back to the gym and just have us play. So they didn't have to do much. And literally, you know what I mean? So it's like when you have no sense of urgency, not someone that cares about this stuff or, or has prior knowledge, they're just reading from a textbook. I feel like that's a, you're doing a disservice to humanity in, in general. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, there's so many things like, I don't think there's any preventative, you don't think there's any preventative measures, right? Like there's nothing you can do to prepare for it. Essentially. I, yeah. I, I really don't think there's anything you can do to prevent it, but there are things that you can do to like, help it and it, yeah. it again comes back to having a good support system and if you don't have one you know just just really try to be like kind to yourself take care of your body try to stay in you know a positive headspace even though yeah things will change like you you will you know you, your mood will be affected and, and your body and whatnot but just try your best to you know not let people stress you out yeah that's a big one. You know, stress can really make it a lot worse. Alleviate stress as as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, do you, I don't know, I'm not too sure the exact roles, uh, so don't get me wrong on this, but 
Do you find, do you think a black midwife or a doula would have helped? Oh, yeah. Honestly, if I have another child, I think I want it to be a different experience. Mm -hmm. um, a way different experience. Like, I want to be in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. I want to be surrounded by family again, which, which I was. My mom and my best friend were present in the delivery room. Mm -hmm. And, um... I do want to have a black midwife or doula. Like I just want it to be a different experience. I don't want to be in the hospital. Um, honestly, I didn't really have a good experience in the hospital. And it really goes back to what you were saying about how the healthcare system treats black women. Mm -hmm. Like literally, um, after I had my daughter, so I had an epidural, which I really didn't want, but they kept like, you know, insisting, pushing it on me. So I, I ended up taking the epidural. So after having my daughter, um, I really needed to go to the bathroom, but obviously my legs don't work. And I kept telling the nurse, I'm like, please, can you help me to the washroom? Can you help me to the washroom? And she kept ignoring me wow. until the point where I peed myself in the bed. And even then she wouldn't come in and get me out of the bed and clean me off. My what mom came fuck? and cleaned me up. Yeah. And can you imagine I, I was laying... I was in labor for 20, 26 hours. Jesus. 26 hours, okay? And I had, like, a lot of fluid pumping into me. So can you imagine how much urine came out of me? And they left me in the bed. To just sit in it. That is, left me in the bed. That is ridiculous. It. And my mom came to the hospital and had to clean. Like, I'm even just getting emotional thinking about it because it's so messed up. And it's like yeah, you know, it doesn't seem like a big deal. Okay, you know, you peed yourself. There's there's black women that are literally dying at the hands of healthcare yeah. workers. Don't listen to their needs and don't listen to them. And, you know, it's unfortunate that that's the result of it. And for what? Why? Because you think that we're exaggerating or we can endure more pain than It's fucking, than somebody it's ridiculous. Else. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, I really, I really appreciate you bringing this up and talking about it because like you said, it's not talked about enough. Definitely not enough. I don't know any, I don't know anyone that has talked about this with me or anybody I know. I, I've never heard of it until this year. And that's, that's just unreasonable for something that's like as prevalent as it is. It's not like it's one or two women going through this. There's millions of women going through this every day. So yep. thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, this was very important. I hope everyone listening, um, you know, ask more questions, uh, get more support, you know, especially like she said, during the times of pregnancy and post-pregnancy, like it is very important to get a nice support system around you. Um, and if you can't, do not be afraid to reach out to people. Like, do not be afraid to, don't ever think you're alone in this. There are people that are dying to help you. And um, once again, I want to thank you so much for, for talking with us about this. I know this is like a very private thing, but I do feel like it's going to help a lot of people that are listening. So thank you once again. No, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. And one last thing um, I forgot to mention, uh, if you, if you feel like, you know, you don't have anyone to talk to or you don't want to feel judged or anything like that. There's a lot of, um, you know, mom groups on Facebook where mm -hmm. you can talk to women about similar things that you're going through. Like yeah. I joined a couple of those and it was very helpful and insightful. And, you know, everyone has, has, um, 
something to share and, you know, advice and whatnot. It's good to know you're not alone. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. And there it is, leftover folks. We have um, no leftovers of like the the normal type of episode where we cover things that we missed last week. I felt like this was way more important. Um, I don't even think I'm going to keep this on Patreon because I feel like this was uh, very important. And I think more people need to hear that. So I hope you guys don't mind that this will not be a Patreon exclusive. Um, yeah, like I said, I feel like it's 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 way too important to keep under wraps um but thank you guys for for tuning in if you have any more questions or concerns um i will definitely be finding uh those facebook groups she was mentioning and any phone numbers or people that you can speak with um if you are suffering from postpartum depression or postpartum psychosis or pregnancy depression baby blues whatever you label it as there is help out there for you there is support out there for you and especially for my black women that are, you know, going through this medical system, um, facing a different level of scrutiny. Uh, it's disheartening to hear. It's, I, I already don't like the doctors, so uh, I try to stay away from that, those situations as much as possible. But man, that is, that is very sad to hear that, that the treatment of black women, because I've heard, especially during the labor multiple stories of of ill treatment uh towards black women and if you got to go through that to have a child and then go through all of this it's just a lot so if you have pregnant friends if you have friends that just had children please don't stay away from their life i know you may think oh i smoke i drink and blah 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 and you know but they need you now more than ever and that's it Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.